All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are so glad that you joined us on the program this morning. As per usual, we have our normal guests, normal hosts, normal hosts. That's that's the word. Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale URC. I'm feeling like job security just got a lot a lot less. <laughs> I got demoted all in one swoop from a host. Andrew to a and guest. I have been having conversations. I, I can imagine. <laughs> and then Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. Very Reform nice Church. to be here. I, I got it in there, actually. Yeah, glad you're here. I'm Josh Bells from The Well Boise, and we have uh, Pastor Tim Hazelbaker from Middleton First Baptist. How are you doing, brother? I'm well. Thank you for having me back. We are so glad you're with us. This show is called The Gospel for Life because our desire is to take the doctrine of the gospel and apply it to our everyday life. That's why God gave us doctrine, so that we can not only believe it, but that we can live it. We've been reviewing Paul Tripp's book, Do You Believe? If you've missed any of those broadcasts on this book, you'll want to go back and listen to them. They are super great because basically what Tripp is doing is he's taking one doctrine at a time, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of the holiness of God, and then he has a second part to each chapter where he deals with the doctrine of the holiness of God in everyday life. Last time we were together, we started looking at the doctrine of God's sovereignty. Maybe somebody could sum up what God's sovereignty is before, because we're going right into the application today. What is, what, if someone asks you, what does it mean that God is sovereign, what would you tell them? Uh, God's complete rule and reign over all things, that all things are underneath his care and control. That's a very concise definition. <laughs> you didn't spare any words nope, there. Nope. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's apply this now to our everyday life. Here's the first question for this morning. How does the doctrine of the sovereignty of God relate to our fears, anxiety, worry, discouragement? A good place to look at this would be Isaiah 40, which begins, comfort, comfort, you my people. And, you know, then it will go on to talk about God's great awesomeness, his sovereignty, you know, that He's measured out the waters in his hand. He's the ruler of all mankind, and he's marked off the heavens with a span. He's enclosed the the dust in a measure, and he's weighed the mountains in his scale. And all these things are reminding us of he's the one in, in control. When we think that things are out of control, we need to remember that all things are controlled by him. Yes, there are certain things that are out of our control, But we can be comforted in the fact that it's not purposeless, and God is is in control of all things. And this is not a a simple fatalism, because we have a personal God here. We're not just shackled slaves to fate. Um, Behind all things moves this sovereign hand of God. The verse that, um, that I jumped to was Psalm 139. In verse 16, and this is more about God's foreknowledge, but I think it applies to the question. It says, In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Mm. There's not a day of our lives that goes by that God didn't know from eternity past that it would happen. Whatever trials we have or whatever things we're going through, God knew, and God already knows how it's going to play out. We don't know how it's going to play out, but God does. Yeah. In that in that same passage in Isaiah 40, after he'd spoken of the greatness of God, it says, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his, the lambs in his arm. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. And, you know, this is the, this is the personal nature of a sovereign God that we have to keep in mind. 
Not to throw too many theological terms at you, but one a doctrine that's very closely related to sovereignty is God's providence. Um, so providence flows out of God's control and, and reign over all things. Um, and Jesus Christ talks about um, the doctrine of sovereignty, providence, with the idea of anxiety and worry and care um, in Matthew 6. And in essence, what he hammers away at is this idea that we have a heavenly father who knows us, knows all things. So foreknowledge, is, as Tim had mentioned from Psalm 139, he is controlling all things, and he tenderly loves and cares for his people. And so the, the theme then becomes, why are you anxious? Why are you worried? Why do you have all of these cares? Why are you fretting? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus, in in a roundabout way, answers that question by saying, it's because you are living like you actually don't believe in God's sovereignty mm-hmm. and providence. You're acting like a pagan. Mm-hmm. Um, you're acting like you don't know God. And so the the implicit instruction that Jesus is giving is, if you truly know who God is and believe it, then you don't need to have worries and anxieties and cares because your father will take care of you. That's right. I think when I um, suffer from fear or anxiety or worry or discouragement, it's because at least at that moment, I'm attributing um, sovereignty to something else. Um, Circumstances uh, at church, uh, dark seasons, um, I'm, I'm attributing more power and control to those things than to God. Um, financial situations, I'm, I'm you know, mm-hmm. attributing more power and control to money than to God, and so it's, there is, there just is a sovereign in our life. It's, it's a matter of of which sovereign you are, you're worshiping. Right. The other, the other day, um, Tim was talking about one of his favorite verses, which is Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. That was your favorite verse. I didn't say it was one of my favorite. Oh, that was but my, it, one of mine. It reminded me of it. It's, it, it's it a is, good verse. It is, yeah, <laughs> it's a good I'll verse. Because what happens when lo and behold, we've got a fight in the studio. <laughs> what, hap- what happens is all these all these doctrines we're talking about, uh, you know, when we're talking about who God is, they all flow together. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the, our big concerns is the uh, our you know we don't know everything, but we have an omniscient God, and we're told that the secret things belong to God. What He's revealed belong to us and our children forever. Yeah. He's told us that He's in control. This is one of the things that Job had to come. Uh, to grips with and and he and he wondered how God was in control, but in the end he's he's saying the Lord gave the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord yeah. he's going to rest in the sovereignty of God, not what he thinks or feels or what the emotions are going to bring i'm going to rest in the fact that whatever's being done here is for God's glory and my good yeah. I, I told I said on the air uh, last week or the the week before that Monica and and my favorite catechism question from the shorter catechism is what are God's works of providence? God's works of providence are His most holy, wise, powerful, preserving, and governing all His creatures and all their actions. And we've used that catechism question to minister to one another because we have an autistic son, and man, we've had some hard, hard weeks, months, years with him. We love him dearly. But, man, he doesn't think like us. He doesn't act like us. He doesn't behave like us. It, it's like 
sometimes it's like talking to a wall and we have to remind ourselves God is in control of this too. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's how, why this doctrine is so practical for, for, for my family because we don't have any, there's nothing below that. I mean, what else are you going to rest on besides that? Well, we, 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 we tend to uh, think that somebody else might have a perfect life <laughs> and, and that. And we don't realize that all the stuff that has come to us has passed through God's hands first. Um, it, it's, it's providence was what we're talking about. Sovereignty is the overruling, arching, uh, the, the arch over everything. Providence is how he applies that in yeah. our life. And whether it's, whether it's dealing with a, a parent that's suffering with dementia or an autistic child, um, you know, God has placed them in that circumstance for their good, too. Yeah. So and, we're, go ahead, sir. We're talking about fear and anxiety, worry, discouragement, and the opposite of that is trust. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I talk about this idea that um, we all say we believe in submission. And what we really mean by that is that as long as the person in charge is doing what we want them to do, then we'll go along with them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll call that submission. But as soon as the person in leadership does something we disagree with, then we go our own way. When And the reality is that's actually when submission needs to come into play, that when somebody above us is wanting us to do something contrary to our will, that's when we actually submit. And the same is true with the idea of trust. So oftentimes we talk about this idea that we trust God, but what we really mean by that is as long as God has things and circumstances play out exactly how we would want them to, then we'll say we trust God. But trust is actually... um, believing and accepting and submitting to God's sovereign care over all things when it goes against our understanding, our desires, our will, um, where we say, even though I don't understand, even though I, I wouldn't have done it this way or wanted it to play out this way, I believe God does all things well. And the circumstances that I'm in right now I trust him in. I believe that he still loves me and is working for my good and his glory mm-hmm. and that I can I'm okay that he's going to provide and care and do all of the things that we want but maybe not in the way that we want. Mm-hmm. Well the alternative is to question God. And you know this is what you know you know when Jesus goes to the tomb of Lazarus he's he's died and you know the first words out of the, the the sister's mouth is, Lord, if, hmm. Lord, if you, you know, and this is questioning the goodness of God. This is, Erasmus had this pro- problem too. He says, let, let the Lord be good. Martin Luther uh, replied to him, let God be God. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, this is where we come to. When we say Lord, or when we say God, there's a strong comfort in that. As hmm. soon as we begin to say, if, we reason among ourselves that we seem to think that we know better than him. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the reasons why we have all these great stories in the Bible, because we can see saints of old respond to God's character under um, tremendous trials and afflictions. One particular trial was when David had to flee Jerusalem because Absalom, its son, had um, usurped the throne. And during that time, David wrote Psalm 3 and Psalm 4, and 
if you go there, you can see how David is responding to anxiety and worry and fear and discouragement. He's actually pressing more into the sovereignty of God at that point. He's he's he doesn't stop worshiping in verse five and in chapter in Psalm four. He says, "Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord." As as Pastor Russ was just saying, um, he was able to have peace in the midst of this storm. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. He was able to minister to others. If you go back and read the accounts, he's he's making sure that the people who are following him are, are, are being taken care of. And so the reason why he can respond to, to this trial in such a, um, a marvelous way is precisely because he believes in the sovereignty of God. So we talk about sovereignty and all of these things, and you think, well, that's easy for you guys. You guys are pastors, and you've got everything all together. Yeah, and... we totally do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we got it totally together. But I had to. I think put... I missed the bus. <laughs> I had to put this it into practice last night. <laughs> I, I got a letter in the mail saying that I owed a couple thousand dollars that I did not know I owed. And I just kept staring at the letter going, really? What is going on? And my wife just gently says to me, you don't think God can provide? Which is just another way of her saying, do you believe in God's sovereign care over you as one of his children? Um, so tune in, tune in next week yeah, to find yeah. out. <laughs> but it, it's just a reminder that even though we're on this side of the mic talking, hopefully, truth and grace into your life, that we have to live it too. Yeah. Um, we have to continually talk the gospel to ourselves and tr- preach the gospel to ourselves, and have to re think about these doctrines and say, no, I do really believe them to be true, and I'll live like they're true as well. Amen. We'll see you next time. 